0: punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday January 7. I'm John Barker joining me as usual my Winning Post colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well Joel uh, I noticed from something that you wrote at this time last year while I was on holiday that um, uh, the first day of the Magic Millions Carnival which is this Saturday has uh being a great pointer to the following Saturday and uh, the big races, in particular the two-year-old races, five of the past eight Magic Millions Classic winners have run and finished first or second the week before, but uh, not much interest in, from a Magic Millions Classic perspective, betting perspective in the runners in the Nugget and the Pearl on Saturday. Can you see any Smokies there who might win and then back up the week after?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sort of I'm I'm hoping so, Barks, because I had one early better some weeks ago in the Magic Man's on a horse called Just Glamorous, and she hasn't yet made the field for the Gold Pearl. She is second emergency, but the number one skirt the law has come out, so she needs one more scratching, and I think she's pretty talented, so she might be. Hopefully, one can a sneak in the field and then b win and and get herself into the race um, outside of self interest, though I think. You've probably got to seriously look at a couple in that gold nugget. Quasimoto um, seems to have the right form coming through that Wyong race. It was a very good run in that race, so um, you know you wouldn't be shocked if he came out and won, and then and then you know performed well next week, and and also perhaps Royal Entrance, um, the other Waterhouse runner up there, who won the race that Just Glamorous came out of at Warwick Farm. Uh, started a bit better odds, but was able to control. The tempo up front. So they're probably the, the two or three
0: that, that sort of I'm looking at that might be able to win and make some impact in a week time. And Dan, one of the features on Saturday is the first, which uh, is the Magic Millions Maiden Plate, which of course has been bumped from the main day, I guess, to make way for the new race, the debut. But um, as usual, a lot of uh, lot of last start, second place getters in the Magic <laughs> Millions Maiden Plate. Uh and obviously a lot of different form lines. Uh, what do you make of that race?
2: Yeah, typically tough race. And look, seems to, as, as they have sort of have been uh, with this race the last few years, the Southern Sables have really had a lot of success um, targeting this race. And they seem to hold the better hand here um, in, in this one. So look, as you said, a lot of horses with a string of seconds and thirds um, to their name. But looks shapes up to be a, a good clash, but I think um, one of the Southern Stables will, will get the Chalkies once again.
0: All right, well, let's start right there because we'll start our previews at the Gold Coast and uh, we'll go with the races that are worth 150 or more. And the first of those is Race One Magic Millions Maiden Plate, 1200 metre maiden set weights worth 250,000, 16 plus five emergencies. Uh, Imagine that the earth would have to uh, open up and swallow one of them for one of the emergencies to get a run, but uh, what have you gone for here, Dan?
2: Yeah, as I said, I'm with one of the Southern Sables, the Sydney-based Avebury from the John O'Shea Sable at Randwick. Um, look, I think a very talented filly. She shot in lots in her initial campaign, three placings um, to a provincial level and one in town, um, third up at Warwick Farm. Her trials as preparation have taken my eye. I thought they'd been really good. She's been getting... Quite a bit back in those, but hitting the line strongly, uh, winning one quite well, and then running on into fifth in another. She'll go back here, you'd imagine, from that wide draw, and based on those what she's done in those trials. But there's a bit of speed on big field, and um, ideally every horse will get their chance. And if they do, I think she'll be the run rocketing home late and be hard to hold out. So the 12 on top for me. In for second, I've got Wild Calm the 13. Now this horse has had a couple of spaced runs. She was. Uh, first seen in the gym Crack in the spring of 2021, she ran fourth, beaten four lengths behind Cool and Gutter. Um, got a long way back from a wide draw, but it was a good effort. She's since run well, that much like at Randwick um, earlier last year. So she's had a bit of a break, bit of time off, but I really liked her trial leading into this. She's got a good draw, and um, I think she's one that's we over the odds in this. So 12 on top of 13 in for third. I got the one, Mr. Wallace can go forward here. Um, been going close without winning this prep. And in for fourth, I've got the five Bel Air.
0: 12 13, one and five. Now, Joel, we should have probably discussed this before the podcast, but do you want to do these race by race or are you just going to uh, chip in with a few at the end?
1: It, yeah, no, I can tune in race by race. Um, done the form for the Gold Coast. I'd I like a couple in this race. I'm going to be back in Wild Carp. Uh Big fan of hers. We haven't seen her since uh, last year. So. January last year. So she's had a long break, but um yeah, what she showed in the gym crack on debut behind Cool and Gatter is that she's got a really good finish, good turn of foot. I'm hoping that from 1200 Barrier One, we'll see her set them closer than we did in her two runs to date. And I'll be having something on a roughy number 15 Iron Grace from the local stables of Scott Morrissey. This filly put in a real eye catching run on debut at Doom, but flashed home from the back there, then went to the group three Ken Russell. And Got back, just held her ground, didn't really threaten, but was only beaten five lengths by Natuno. Um, it was a strong form race. Um, so I reckon she can measure up to this sort of maiden, even though it's a strong maiden. She's trialled really well leading into this. So that's my, uh, my strategy for the maiden, Wild Calm and Iron Grace. And I certainly think that Avery and Belair, probably the two other uh, main chances.
0: Race two at the Gold Coast on Saturday is the Aqua Stallions Gold Nugget. 1,100 metres for two year old Colts and Geldings worth 150,000. Chance to win your way into the Magic Minions Classic the next week. And unlike uh, in the Phillies division, there'll be no problems getting a run because uh, it's a field limit of 10 and there's only nine left in it. Dan?
2: Yeah, well, I'm with one of those horses Joel mentioned in the intro. It's a seven, Quasimodo for Clint Lundholm. Um, relatively inexpensive, uh, inexpensive horse, 46000 So taking on some of these higher-paid uh, colts and geldings here, and hopefully next week as well. If he wins this, he'll obviously get a run in the field. He comes out of a really strong form race, the Wyong Magic Millions. Um, he started 51-1 to 1 there. He sort of missed the start. He ran on quite well to finish second behind Sovereign Fun. We've seen that horse come out and win uh, pretty easily last weekend in Brisbane and uh, sort of rocket to the top of the Magic Millions market. Uh, Quasimodo's beaten home horses in that field, like Fire Lane and Infatuation, both of whom have won city races at their next start. So that why Magic Millions race is a really hot form race this time in, and Quasimodo, the runner-up out of that. So he's obviously got to have strong claims in this. So he's on top for me. In for second at the eight Royal Entrance. Like this will lead from that inside draw, he led and uh, just did enough on the Buat Warwick Farm. Um, with James McDonald going on here, he certainly will take some catching. In for third, I have the one Chrysior. Um, like the win at the Sunshine Coast, two back, and then up to stakes grade last start. Solid there, I thought. Back and trip, I think, might help. And in for fourth, I'm going to put in the two Desert Safari, 7812. Yeah, I'm going to have something each way on the first
1: starter down the bottom, number 11, Limeiro. Quite liked this bloke's trials. The soft one first up at the Sunshine Coast and then went to Doom and led and quickened up quite well to win. He's a half-brother to F Troop, so he should have plenty of speed. And, yeah, from a good draw, going to have something each way on him. I certainly thought that numbers seven and eight were the hardest to beat. Moto, as I touched on, coming through the Wyong Magic Millions and eight Royal Entrance, controlling things up front and winning nicely at Warwick Farm. And in for fourth, I'll put in 10 works Um, was with him last time he loomed up it was a bit disappointing but they put the blinkers on and I'll give him another chance and throw him into the four. but uh, something each way on number
0: 11 alrighty race 3 is the Phillies division it's the Aquis Stallions Gold Pearl same conditions 1100 metres 150,000 for the Phillies Dan
2: he's scratching it's come out today in the one skirt the law she was uh, very impressive in her first two wins and drew quite wide so She is out, and but look, I had her second pick before the scratching. I had Tracy Spirit the nine on top. Um, I think she's a really smart filly. This one, she comes out of the Sunshine Coast two-year-old handicap, and she sort of was held up most of the straight. Got out late, burst through, and showed a nice turn of foot to win there. Right of that, she was fourth behind Fire Lane, who of course ran in that Wyong Magic Millions race I touched on earlier. She's gone for a good run, Tracy Spirit. There's plenty of speed. on. I think she'll sort of settle just off them, about midfield, or a bit better than mid- midfield. And um, like in the straight, I think she can let them know that she's there late. Uh, good each-way price is the nine, Tracy Spirit, although that's probably come down a bit with the scratching of the one. But nine on top. In for second, I've got the four XL Dior. Um, two starts in stakes races and placed in both of those. Doesn't mean far away. bit of here, third up. In for... Uh, Third, got the three, Bedorb, half to Group 1 Horse and Hinged. One win at the Patochet, that first two-year-old race of the season at Toowoomba. Did quite well there to win that, sitting sitting up on the pace, and she's drawn well here for Willie Pike, so she'll go forward, you'd imagine. And in for fourth, I have the uh, two, the Victorian Angelique. Nine,
1: four, three and two. Uh, Twelve, just glamorous for me. I'll be backing her if she can sneak in uh, with one more scratching, by justify, out of that good Philly global glamour, she cost a fortune at the sales. she has been trialing really well, but they rode her quite on debut and just let her find the line. And she just, um, yeah, was doing her best work late. So the extra 100 metres would be perfect and she'll benefit from that experience. I thought Excel Dior was probably the hardest to beat. Brings the, you know, the black type form. Both her runs have been good. Uh, Bedorp was quite good on debut at Toowoomba and gets the right run from this barrier. And in for fourth, I've got number nine, Tracy Spirit. But uh, hopefully the 12 can get a run and be hard to beat.
0: The Rising Stars races on day one of the Magic Millions Carnival are for three-year-olds and four-year-olds. We've got a females division and a males division. And these have produced some pretty good winners uh, just in the couple of years that they've been going. So we go to race six, which is also the first leg of the Quaddy. It is the Magic Millions Rising Stars, three-year-old and four-year-old fillies and mares. Class 4 plate, 1,300 metres, worth 250,000.
2: Dan? Well, with the two Belarus on top, she's um, still in for Sydney as well, I noticed. So the unbeaten stablemate in Alencia also in the field here. We're to see what Chris Waller does with Belarus. But I'm, look, I'm with her if she is here. I think she's um, going quite well of late, just getting no luck. A um, couple of runs at Rosilla and Randwick at her past two starts. She's been charging on. Late, just um, no luck last start at Rainwick. Just a little bit too late at Rose Hill 2-back, but I think she's going well. It's a gun ride from James McDowell and Barrier 1. will got a soft run. And, yeah, I'm going to be with her at the 2, Bella Rouge, or the 3 at next Coco Rocks. I was pretty keen on this mare at Eagle Farm last start. It was a bit of a head-scratching sort of ride. If I'm honest, she jumped well, and she's got plenty of pace, and she can, I would have expected her to lead or sit second, but she sort of... Got back in the field and sort of lost in the run there. Um, didn't really look too comfortable there and didn't finish off as well as uh, I would have f- thought she did. It was a bit of a uh, puzzling watch, I guess, if you're on her. But, look, I think she can bounce back. A Good Barry here, and hopefully she can settle a little bit closer. I think that's her go. Um, in for third, I've got the horse I mentioned just before, Alentia, the, un- the unbeaten zoo star filly. Two wins, dude, but an eagle farm. have been um, very, very impressive. She's won by a space. And she's back to 54.5 kilos here, so she's short enough, I think, but looks to be a, a filly with plenty of promise. And in for fourth, I've got the 13, uh, Latakia, who just didn't run out 1,400 metres last start. It was a good winner on Debu at 1,253 kilos here. Um, yeah, she'll settle forward and, and be up there. My numbers, 239.13. Yeah,
1: probably a no-bet race for me, but I agree with Daniel. I'm with Belarus. She's going better than her form suggests. Unplaced all four, but she really hasn't had much go right, including last start with the big weight behind El Medina. Only got clear late. She looked to be surging uh, when she did see late daylight. Uh, from the good draw, just a bit more value. I've gone her way from Olentia. She's looked very good. The clock backs it up. She certainly looks stakes class, so that being the case, should be hard to beat. Uh, ten hell of a dancer in for third. I thought she was good first up at Warwick Farm, and then I liked her at Randwick the other day on, on Boxing Day and just thought she was a touch plane there. She ran fourth, but she was beaten five lengths, so maybe just to put in a flat one second up, I'll give her another chance. And in for fourth, I've got number six, Amethuba, who Thuba, who no, uh, didn't have any luck second up, but he decided that she's run two good races. She's usually around the mark, and that sunshine in Paris form should be good form for a race like this, but I've got two on top from nine, ten, and six.
0: The males division is race seven. Magic Millions Rising Stars, three-year-old and four-year-old colts, geldings in entire's class four plate, thirteen hundred meters. Also two fifty k. Dan.
2: Yeah, I've got the seven on top. Spiritualized um, Spirit of Boom colt. Long had a good opinion of this horse. Um, probably in need of the run first up. Who sort of led and was caught late there. And last start, uh, just plenty went wrong. Um, it was Jimmy Orman. He sort of eased up on him late. He was uh, slow to recover. Uh, was the jockey sort of had a concern with his action? So when he dropped out to a long last, he's um, I think he can just completely forgive that because obviously a lot went wrong. He can bounce back in this. He's a very good horse and. Um, yeah, with him to bounce back. So, seven on top. I think the 15 data patch is well over the odds. He's a very talented horse, but just still has not sort of put it all together. Does a lot of, lot wrong in his in his races. Um, he's in the three starts with Adam Campton now. And, look, an impressive winner, at Ipswich, in the first of those. But in two runs since, he's sort of just thrown it away. He's finished a close-up second, but um, clear excuses in those. He's sort of just done a bit wrong when hitting the front. Um, still doesn't know what it's all about. But I think he's a horse with plenty of ability. Um, maybe he can race up to some stronger opposition here. I think he's well over the odds. In for third, I have the three I am Lethal horse that's going well without winning. And not much luck, two back, and then hitting the line nicely at last start. He's clearly uh, a horse that on a, on his best ability, can win a race like this. And in for fourth, I have the one, the Inform RNT. 7 15, 3 1. I'm going to go with I Am Lethal.
1: I've been tipping him this prep, and he's took a while to find form, but his last couple of runs have been really good um, to finish in the placings. I think he's knocking on the door, and I think he's pretty well placed under these conditions. So I was surprised they went up $15. I think he's in around about 7 now, which is probably more realistic. Um, I think he's a good each-way play. I'm scared of Resonator. I liked him uh, in Sydney, but they scratched him early, and they come here. Uh, he missed the start at Wyong first up. Bounced well, led at Ranwick last week and held on nicely, drops in weight, should be able to control things and take plenty of catching. Uh, in for third, I have got number seven spiritualised, as Daniel touched on, forget last run, he can bounce back, and in for fourth I'll put in number 12, Daytona. Uh, another horse coming out of that Yoshino race that Resonator came out of at Ranwick last week. He didn't have a, a lot of luck, uh, was held up for a bit of a the straight there and uh, hit the line quite nicely, so he can certainly Improved, but uh, I've got three
0: on top of ten, seven, and twelve. And the big feature on day one of the Magic Millions Carnival is race eight. It's the TAB Wave. It's eighteen hundred meters weight for age for three-year-olds and four-year-olds, and it is also worth two hundred and fifty thousand. Dan, I
2: think they would have been hoping for a little bit better of a field than this. Um, in any case, winners still to be had, and. I'm with the three Akihiro on top, he's untested at this 1800 meters, but he did win over 700 meters at this track. Two back, he held on and held off the uh inform Irish playboy who has uh, really gone on with it since. He's that a Maurice Maurice, so uh, you'd look off breeding, think he'd handle it. So, I'm uh, hoping he does, and if he does, I think he'll be uh, a good shot. So, three on top Akihiro. Uh, I've got a couple of the emergencies um, in for second and third. I'll need a bit of luck to make the field in a rich race like this, but the 15th, the file, I think the out of the Battle of the Turf at Gosford last start is good for this. Um, quite an honest mare and hasn't had a heap of luck this preparation, but a sort of on back, so get-back racing style. She needs a bit to go right. In for third, I've got Circling. He's uh, very much in form. At the moment, he's won three of his last five. He's on the quick backup after a good win at that uh, Toowoomba meeting on New Year's Eve. Um, very, very easy win there and a good ride to boot. But yeah, up and great, obviously, for this if he can make the field. But I think he's uh, a horse that's rock hard fit in form and this distance does suit. And in for fourth, I've got the one at the Cunning Fox. Um, might want a little bit further than this in time, but his class, I think, will take him a long way. 315 17 one
1: Yeah, I haven't got much of a clue about this race. Um, As Daniel said, it's got a bit of a tail to it. It's a bit hard to sort out, but I'll go with two Deficit. I liked him last, uh, sorry, two weeks ago in Sydney. He just had the run of the race for Ben Mallam, and I thought he was entitled to finish off better. He ran okay for fourth. That was his first run to 1,800 this prep. Um, maybe he just needed that run. He should get a lovely run again from a good draw, Brenton Abdullah to ride, and maybe those Sydney benchmark 78 races are just better than these anyway. So I'll put him on top. Oh, I like a couple of the emergencies, um, the two Walla runners. If they get in, I think they'll be very hard to beat. So Lassa was very good at Gosford. Naval Seal's going well without luck, and the Cunning Fox has got to be a strong chance as well. So without a lot of confidence and uh, with a couple of emergencies in there, I'll go 2, 15, 16, 1.
0: All right, that wraps up the features at the Gold Coast. We heard about Dan's value bet earlier. That's race three, number nine, Tracy's Spirit. Uh, Dan, tell us about your best, which happens to be in the last. So that wraps up the quaddie, and that's race nine, number two, Sir Rocket.
2: Yeah, good price, this horse, around 8.50. Um, Tackled a a stronger race last start, listed race, and wasn't beaten far. Um, Sort of just peaked on his run late. I think what's important will be... Uh, dropping back a couple of notches in grade from a, a listed race to a benchmark eighty-five, and stepping up in trip, he won over a similar trip to this third up last time. In his form at the Gold Coast is very good; he's won three from five. So even though he's a pretty uh, big price, or at each-way price, eight fifty-nine dollars, I think he's a really good bet in the last race nine number two Sir Rocket.
0: All righty, Joel. Uh, do you have any anything else you need to tell the listeners about at the Gold Coast?
1: won the beachway and won a bit of a roughy race for uh the roughy number six believer at um crazy odds there's a long tail to this 900 meter race and he had his first start for the ben smith yard last week and just i uh, haven't seen a horse pull their head off like he has for a long time and he, he still was only beaten four lengths he was entitled to drop right out i like the quick back up and back to 900 meters so might be worth a uh, dollar at 60 to one. And I do like Billionaire Baby. I think he's going to improve a lot on that first up run, race five, number three. Um, do have respect for Jun Quirer, uh, the O'Shea runner. I think uh, she'll be hard to beat. But Billionaire Baby's a good horse. Uh, he loomed and then just picked on his run first up. He'll be much better suited to 1,200. And I expect sharp improvement from him.
0: Alrighty, Rose Hill is where we're racing in Sydney for the first time in a while, and uh, there is a black-type race. It is, in fact, Australia's only black-type race on Saturday, and that's race seven, Schweppes January Cup, 2,000-metre quality at listed level. Joel? Uh, number five, Alias, for me.
1: Um, listeners will know I have been with him this prep, and he hasn't sort of... Well, hadn't he fired first up, it was really good, and then he had a couple of flat runs, a couple of runs that just, you know, races weren't run to suit, like the uh, Five Diamonds period and then the Big Dance. And then he got to 2,000, and I thought it was payday. He loomed to win, it was a nice ride by Sam Cliverton, and just got out and gunned late. But that was his first go 2,000, this prep, so he might just have needed it. Uh, he was down to unboxing Day, but they saved him for this. He drew wide. Now they've got gate one. They've been able to get a trial into him with the blinkers on. He trialed very well. Uh, just, I think he just should be winning if he's going to go to a, you know, if he's going to be a sort of stakes class horse in Australia. I think he can win this, and he's pretty good odds. So he's on top of me from one birda back. Uh, the old boy, he can mix it up a little bit, but he was very good in the Summer Cup last time out. He just got that 59 kilos, it's going to be a bit of a steadier for him. Two Spirit Ridge third up uh, should be ready to win. He made good improvement in that Summer Cup, and I thought Nine She's the Gift was a chance. Probably rolls forward from a wide gate. Uh, gets nice weight relief. She was really tough in the bell of the Turf at Gosford. And I reckon she can run 2,000 metres first go, but um, I think she's trekking along nicely for it. Uh, pretty keen on Elias. Hopefully he uh, rewards our faith on Saturday. Five from one, two,
2: nine. Listeners will you know I'm a big fan of the one, Bertabeck. I was with him in the Summer Cup and, look, sort of up on the way he sort of circled them uh, from the back of the field to be Right within striking distance on the turn He sort of looked the winner there, I thought um, Just no match for a couple late Including the stable mate, Daimel, But he was only beaten um 3-7 lengths Very good effort up to 2,000 metres I think if he can uh, run up to get that again He's a big chance Bertabeck, although he won't get the bigger price We got last start But hopefully he can get a couple better So one on top got the nine in next She's the gift Thought a uh, much better run fourth up getting out to this trip is going to suit her and the weight drop 59 down to 53 kilos is significant so she's the gift i know um didn't really show much first and second up but the last two runs have been quite good and now up in trip she's going to show a little bit more i think in for third i got the five alias and the three body ezra so Walla has a good hand in this but i've got the john o'shea train birder back on top one nine five and three
0: All righty, Joel, Alias is your best, race 7, number 5. You're going head-to-head, you guys, with your value bets. But, Joel, you kick us off with race 9, number 10, Dr. Evil.
1: Yeah, his two runs back have been really good. He's only won once from 9 on a good track. His heavy stats are very impressive. But his two runs this time in on good three tracks have been really good. He hit the line strongly over 1,300 in the midway. He was a mile back there and then... Only went up 100 metres at Randwick next time. And again, he was he was a little bit closer on the turn. He just didn't have the turn of foot when the others sprinted. But he stayed on really well and beaten just over a length and a half. Now he gets to 1,800 third up and he draws to settle a bit closer. He's usually a, a back half of the field runner, but doesn't you means he doesn't have to give away a silly start. So yes, his stats are better on wet, but I reckon the way he's going... Uh, this is very winnable And uh, there's been a little bit of early support too um, He's coming into just into single figures So he's worth an each-way play And what's a pretty
2: tricky race My best comes up early in the day Race 2, number 5, Green Shadows I think he looks well-placed in this um, Back to his benchmark 72 He had no luck behind Kanazawa Last start in a, in a 78 um, Just sort of could build momentum when the winner could But, you know, I thought he was good Went out there, Green Shadows here, fifth up, back in grade um, from a good draw. I think he's uh, hard to beat. Race two, number five. And the value comes up in race nine. First light I'm with, who ran well um, when put first up at Randwick, ran third there, led and just sort of condition gave out late with the 16.5 kilos. But second up for this, um, up in trip, and we'll be going forward and, and take some running down, I would have thought. Race nine, number 11, first light.
0: All righty, in Melbourne we head to Sandown Hillside, so there should be some. Uh, every horse should be getting their chance there. Which ones, in particular, Joel? Will you be focusing on at Ladbrokes Park?
1: You're looking towards the Quaddy legs. The second leg of the Quaddy is sees uh, my best bet go round, and that is the nephew, race seven, number four um look I, I i tipped him at minival the other day but i did sort of have the asterisks of there appearing to be no speed in the race and that's sort of how it played out he got back and then he tried to circle and make a a long sustained run and he just he, he peaked on his run i thought coming around the turn he was only beaten a length and a half he was going to the 2000 for the first time this prep just reckon he'll be spot on there's a couple of nice horses in form here uh, tasman parks yet to taste defeat and Obviously looks talented, but I'm um, just thinking he's this race at the right time now. Coming back to the 1800 with that 2,000 run under the belt and gets a couple off for Campbell or Willa. So pretty keen on the nephew. And value bet, uh, race eight looks a wide open race, but I've gone the number three made by Kant. Um, it appears Adam Duggan is making the trip with this bloke despite the wide barrier. And I'm not too worried about the wide draw because he's a go-forward horse. So I think he should be able to offset that quite Comfortably He's by Mongolian Khan I don't think the distance is going to be a problem He's ru- he's just been Ticking over nicely At each run this prep And he got a deserved win On the board Last time out Albeit just at midway But I think that measures up Pretty well to a 78 Down here So I think at uh, double figures He's worth a bet each way
2: My best Comes in the first leg Of the quaddy And with the Lindsay Smith Train just Jono um, It was an eye catcher First up Running into second Behind Invincible Caviar Who we saw win Again, down the straight at its next start. I the finish that this guy possesses, Just Jono. He's won a couple of his wins, not um, with last preparation. He's had to do quite a bit. He had quite a bit to do on the turn, but he's let down strongly. uh, Like he did first up, went into seconds. I think he's a horse with a bit of upside. He's very consistent. He's missed the placings just the once from his seven starts, winning two of those and um, being very likely races. Plenty of improvement to come. So Just Jono on top in the best, race six, number nine the value comes up in race eight um, with the Nigel Blackerson trained um, protection money uh, this horse is look it's been a while since his last win, it's been nearly two years but he's contested a couple of stronger races at his past two starts he beat all by a white marlin in that 2800 metre race on Melbourne Cup day two back and then back in the small field in the Sandown Cup last start um, just sort of the pattern there wasn't really with him there but He's run quite well in sort of stronger company. He's back in grade for this. 2,400 metres does suit. And even though the query is that he hasn't won for some time, I think he's going better than his form suggests, his preparation. Um, should get every chance with Brett Prebble on board. Barrier 5, and uh, Brett Prebble knows him quite well. He's ridden in most of his starts this campaign. So protection money well over the odds of sort of 30 to 1. Race 8, number 6.
0: Uh, and my best is race nine, number one, Unflinching. Just uh, resume with that second to inund- inundation is going to be very hard to beat earlier on the sandown program, and uh, just the six starts for three wins. Unflinching uh, could be heading for better things, and my value bet. Well, I don't. I, I, really, none of my on, on top selections are much value, and my value bet has ended up being the favourite going up against you, the value bet of you guys in race eight, and that is Wahini Toa, who uh, only goes up a kilo for that last uh, win in the same grade. So I'll call that a next best rather than a value bet. Dan, in SA on Saturday, we head out of town and we head, in fact, to Gorlock. What did you find for us there?
2: Yeah, not much, value, not much value on the card. A couple of best bets. Race three, number seven, Picargo. Um, dominant win last start. He had the run and it opened up for him beautifully on the turn. But uh, like the way he, he quickly put up a couple of lengths when given a bit of a rev along by his rider, won easily there. This is a tougher race, but Keys uh, back to fifty two and a half kilos. A good draw again. We'll get a soft run and um, continues his good form. This preparation, I think, in this race three number seven. The next best comes up in race five with the four Max Fire. Very good return at Strathalbyn. He had the one preparation, um, he had the preparation at Darwin last time. He just didn't come up there, didn't really figure in his three starts. He'd take on some tougher races and was fourth in NT Derby but was beaten 14 lengths, so he was well off the winner that day. Um, but he's come back well this time in. He's two from three, second up. Um, and, yeah, I think he can go a couple better here, second up.
0: Uh, in this race, five, number four, Max Fire. Any thoughts on Gula Joel?
1: I'll be buttering up again on the wheels, race six, number three. I uh, liked her last week off a good fresh run and just too far back, too wide, um, doing her best work late, up in trip now, 2100. Jason Holder
0: takes over, I think it should be hard to beat. Ascot, hey, again, the venue for WA racing on Saturday. Let's hope we don't have any tragic incidents uh, like we had last Sunday. Uh, with the Perth Cup to be replayed on Saturday week. Uh, Our Perth man, Greg Hooper, his best on the day this Saturday is race six, number seven, Sentimental Hero, and his value bet race two, number one, He's Gold. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel. They are racing at Trentham, and help me with the pronunciation, never struck this one before, Kumara, Kumara?
1: Yeah, Kumara, that's the one. Yeah, they race once a year and and have... uh the Kumara Nugget, um, part of the uh, South Island West Coast circuit, with a lot of the sort of once-a-time tracks. Um, unfortunately, their meeting today got uh, wiped out after one race with a horse slipping uh, at Reefton. So, disappointment for them, but hopefully Kumara can go off without a hitch. But we'll kick off at Trentham. Uh, it is a Pony meeting that tracks out of action at the moment. Um, but being held at Trentham, my best comes up in race eight, uh, the last... Race on the program number eight nom de plume uh, we last saw this girl in the queensland Oaks. she was well beaten there uh, she did manage to win a race at the sunshine coast on her australian sojourn uh, 1400 first up last breath she flew home for second um this looks similar sort of a race she's trialed well i reckon she can be hard to hold out first up and my value but is race five number three sergio was Uh, Four or five weeks between runs last time out, 1,200 to a mile, and it showed because he raced quite fiercely out in front, wouldn't settle, and he'd spent his lollies um, turning for home. So I reckon uh, on the quicker backup and with that run under the belt over the mile, Jake Bayless on board, he's riding pretty well. I reckon Sergio will take beating in race five. And at Kumara down in the south, my best bet is race eight, number three, Real Dozer. Uh, didn't get a great ride first up uh, earlier in the week um, On Monday, I think it was Caught, was just was over racing and Had to come off heels And then was three and four wide in the small field And just didn't finish off But uh, better than that Will be up and gets an inside gate on Saturday And my value bet is race nine, number one, El Turidor Had had a break between runs Led them up and knocked up last time out. I just reckon he'll be fitter. He's pretty well placed back to a 65. He can sort of, he's lost form a little bit. He won not I reckon, five runs ago, and since then he's got a 7th, an 8th, and a couple of duck eggs next to his name. But he's better than that, and right back in grade to a 65, and gets three kilos off for, in form, apprentice Taylor Mitchell, so he might be able to bounce back. All
0: right, well, as I mentioned, the January Cup was the only... Um, Black type race on Saturday in Australia, but there actually are a couple on Friday, the Twilight meeting at Hobart. We've got plenty of great Friday coverage in your winning post this week because uh, you've got your day meetings, you've got your Hobart Twilight with a couple of listed races, and then you've got uh, your head into a triple header at night with uh, Cranbourne, uh, Sunshine Coast, and Canterbury. Uh, Unfortunately for punters at Hobart, there's not a great deal of interest in the uh, the small fields for these two listed races. Race 5, the Tasmanian Stakes, and we have the Inevitable at $1.65. He's been in great form unbeaten from three runs this prep, and if he turns up again, you would think that he wins. Uh, And in the Tasmanian Guineas for the three-year-olds, which is Race 6, the local Bello Bow, never been beaten in Tasmania. He, too... Three starts for three wins uh, this campaign. And he does have a challenger in Russian Ronnie down for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. But I did think that Bello Bo, uh would fend him off. Um, but Bellow Bo just slightly into the red. Russian Ronnie 250. So very much seen as a match race there. That wraps up our preview section of the podcast brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy
2: Lobsters Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters
0: Lazy Lobsters lobsters. Well, back on the scoreboard last week, you and I, Joel, wrote to Arataki for you, Minor legacy for me. Uh, what happened with Count De Beans, uh, Daniel? Oh, I, was, I, I heard a bit horrible. of commentary that, uh, that perhaps the jockey was just worried about one... Uh, it was one a hard point.
2: watch. It was He wanted to get to a bumping duel at the top of the straight, and it's um, cost him because he's gone down a lip. But
0: uh, anyway, was, at least you two had a win, so that's that's Good. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, very close to a uh, to a clean sweep. Let's see if we can uh, uh, let's see if we can get one this week. Uh, let's start with you, Dan, as you uh, look to break a little bit of a losing streak there.
2: Yeah, I'll go in last, and um, hopefully we can get something. Or Sir Rocket, it's each way odds, so I'm going to go ten each way um, on Gold Coast Race Nine, Number Two.
0: Sir Rocket, each way, Joel.
1: Uh, I'm going to go Alias, race seven at Rose Hill, number
0: five, 20 a win. All right. Well, if I was going to be very boring, I'd uh, probably go for detonated Jack, which uh, looks like just about a certainty at Sandown on Saturday, but uh, forty-five. nah. So I'll go with Unflinching, uh, which is at least around about 4 bucks. So that is Sandown Hillside on Saturday, race nine, number one, Unflinching. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All your favourite features and plenty of good reading. Besides, it's online now, it's in the shops first thing Friday morning. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.